0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Tubby Talk. As always, I am your host, Terry, from Terry Leahy Fones. And with me, as always, are our two co-hosts. Chris McGuire. Steve Wright, Jr. That's right. And where are you guys from?
1: We're from Philadelphia.
0: (laughs) We're also from Tubby Tubby Robot Robot Ice Cream Factory. That's right. Where is that located? Philadelphia. (laughs)
1: 5369 Main Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the neighborhood of Maniunk.
0: That's right. Maniunk is your new home for nerddom. So if you ever wanna talk video games, eat ice cream, play video games, you know where to come and that's down here at Tubby Robot. This is a companion piece essentially to the store, a little thing that we like to call Tubby Talk because we uh, like to get down on video games, talk about video games. Half of the fun of nerdy video games is being able to talk about them. So today we have a new topic. I'll leave it to these guys to introduce it. Well, today we're gonna talk about
2: side-scrollers. Those classic games where you move from Left to right, usually. Sometimes from right to left. But they always have very specific, like, you know, gameplay design features.
1: It's one of my favorite genres, like, bar none. Love side-scrollers. So, um,
0: for me, I mean, it starts with the beginning, right? Like, we, if you guys have been watching the show, and I hope you have, you know that the three of us all had a big Super Mario Brothers moment in our lives when it showed up. And that is, to me, the quintessential side-scroller.
1: Oh, it's from which they all sprang forth, you know, for sure.
0: Right. So, other than Super Mario, because we've talked tons about him, what do you guys look for in a side-scroller? Who's your character? Mm.
1: Who's your game? Well, right now, uh, if we're going, like, all of the the, the various decades that these games have been released, a lot of the recent ones, the, the indie games, they've really grabbed me. Like, I love Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy is so good. It distills everything I love about those games and pinpoints it and makes it harder and hates you back. (laughs) Like, I like a really challenging game that I can throw myself at and it will beat me about the face until the 50th time I play through it, I beat it. I love that feeling.
0: That is a big part of the side-scroller is, like, mistiming that jump and it's all over. Yes. All of it. Could have been 40 minutes you just lost (laughs) because you mistimed that and, you know... These games also, I think, was back when they were being made lives and points were really important. How many points could you get? And And the limited number of tries you had, had. yeah. Right, and how many tries did you have? And, like, I I distinctly remember a phrase called Nintendo Hard Mm -hmm. that was pretty much referring to how difficult some of this stuff got. Some of this platforming got insane to the point where you were breaking controllers. Yeah, a lot of the games back
1: then were actually quite short compared to games now like you can speed run a lot of the nes games in minutes eight minutes nine minutes like if you know what to do and you do it as quickly as possible it's done uh but you did not play it for nine minutes when you were a kid you played it over and over and over again that's you know people could say oh that's cheap they're just padding it with with difficulty and sometimes they were mm-hmm. but it also was kind of fun yeah right? it, it gave you
2: something nice to overcome it gave you value in that sixty dollar cartridge that you got maybe one of a year yes you know.
1: Yeah, you, you bought a game and like only so much fit on that cartridge and you had to make it last until next Christmas. So, yeah, you wanted to be hard.
0: Let's go back to Super Meat Boy because you were like I believe this game did hit a rather insane difficulty level.
1: Yeah. I loved it. I, I went through every single level and played all the dark world levels like I wanted to 100% that game. Um, did you do it? I I so I I 100% at the main game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they started adding stuff onto it, and I have yet to complete those, one day I want to. Uh, but there, there's this, a section of the game afterwards where you play as Bandage Girl, who is uh, the person you're trying to save the entire game, trying to save Meat Boy. And it gets really, really hard. Like, the, the whole game is hard, but it just jumps another level, and uh, I have not beaten that yet. Who's a bad guy in that game? I can't remember. Dr. That. Fetus. Dr. Fetus. <laughs> Which is a, a fetus in a jar in a mech suit essentially, the with a top, the top hand, hand, I believe monocle, yeah. yeah. And is this
0: this was just made recently, so what are the graphics like?
1: Uh, it looks, I mean, it's definitely harking back to uh, a simpler time. It looks sort of 8-bit crossed with 16-bit, but a much wider resolution. Like, Meat Boy is this tiny little guy on the screen, yeah. and, 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 and it, the stages are huge. It's very,
2: really like, pixel. It's a pixel art style, but it's not a finished or refined pixel art style, so it looks like raw pixels of hardness. Yeah, Meat Boy <laughs> looks like
1: six squares put together um but he's moving so fast through the levels like you barely get the chance yeah. to see him leaving a trail trail of blood the entire way I mean, oh my god <laughs> everything he touches like uh, i was reading uh, the developers were saying meat boy is a boy with no skin that is his whole deal so everywhere he goes he's just gushing blood oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and that's why his uh, his love interest is bandage girl who is the only person who can keep him from bleeding over Aww, everything.
0: that's and is lovely. it
1: safe for kids that game It depends. Like, if you're okay with your kids playing something where the main character is oozing blood everywhere, and when they die, they explode into, I mean, they're pixelated chunks of blood. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife had my daughter playing it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm I'm cool with her playing it. She's like, oh, it's just a platformer. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of blood in this game, but that's all. Um, So if you're okay with, like, cartoony blood splats, yeah, kids can play it. Now, I
0: I distinctly remember a part of side-scrollers is that each one of them was different in how far they slid the character. Like, if you ran and then went back the other way, sometimes that wasn't good enough and you were going to slide to your death, sometimes it would be an immediate. So,
1: where's Meat Boy fall on that? Meat Boy is all about precision. So, like, uh, basically, like, he slides a little bit, but it's all about your air control in that game because uh, you wall jump a lot. And when you wall jump, you go further horizontally for some reason. It's not really physics, um, but you, you're running and jumping off of walls, dodging uh, various buzz the whole time. So you're in the air most of the game. Wow. Yeah. That is a, I guess that's a big part of
0: side Is some, some of them, you go to the right, but I think in all of them, at some point, you're going up, too. A lot of them, yeah, yeah. You know, I
2: mean, yeah, I'm that's how they change up the gameplay. They have vertical levels mm-hmm. or... Descending uh, descent levels, but they were never as fun as just the (laughs) side-to-side scrolling as fast as you can levels.
1: It's like oh, water level. Oh god. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So, Steve,
2: what do you got? Well, I was thinking about the side scrollers I used to enjoy the most of my youth, especially the side-scrolling platformers. I would have to say, as cheesy as they were, it was a lot of the mascot games. Oh. They were almost always a side scroller. Especially after Sonic the Hedgehog came out, they all tried to ape that <laughs> that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It was always a too cool, too cool for school, you know, rodent of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Like off I, I top my head, true. There was Bubsy, which was a cat that was too cool for school. I'm gonna list school. these
0: near you, so, <laughs> let's yeah, see what so you there was, was Rocket
2: Knight Adventures, which was like an armadillo or something in a suit of armor it was with a possum, lance. It's a possum. Okay, oh. thank you. It's a possum in a suit of armor with a lance, and he had a rocket pack because. How cool is that, right? <laughs> <laughs> then you also have things like Gex, who wasn't a mammal, but he was a lizard, but still ran very quickly from the left to the right, avoiding obstacles or and picking cool. up collectibles. And he had sunglasses. He had sunglasses. That's, sunglasses, That's right. how cool he was. He needed sunglasses. But well, only for the box you know?
1: The coolest and most mascoty though, is Cool Spot. Whose name is Cool Spot? He wore sunglasses, that's all he did, and he was a mascot 4700. Not a yeah. bad Super Nintendo game.
2: <laughs> the, the Genesis of games. version was, yeah. was superior. <laughs> Whoa, why is that? Was it
1: actually?
2: It, it was a different game altogether. Yeah, he yeah. could throw it, was, stuff. it was harder, and there was much more, I think there was more platforming involved in the Genesis version than the SNES version. I remember missing jumps frequently <laughs> in the Genesis version.
0: Yeah, and man, do you remember the Chester Cheetah game?
1: Oh god! Oh, yeah, I think I do. Remember. I read. It, I saw a video of that recently, and how terrible it was.
0: Oh my god! It so you played the Chesapeake? So, oh yeah, it was at my <laughs> local video store. Remember those kids, video stores, where you went and there was the games that you could
1: also rent. It was the only way I played most of my games. <laughs> Me too. We like were saying before you got one game a year. Yeah. Two, if you're lucky. And then the rest was, like, you saved up to rent.
2: Yeah, or you trade
0: with friends at school that you trusted to give your game back, which didn't always happen. (laughs) But at the time, like, these were still toys, so people were just kind of gambling. They didn't know what game was going to hit and what wasn't. So, and and invariably, there was Chester Cheetah, the game for Super Nintendo there, and I played it, and it was terrible. It was real, (laughs) real bad. But you're right, there were so many mascots, and it extends, actually... I mean, geez, remember all the Disney games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking of
2: Aladdin, because that's another game that there's a gameplay dichotomy between Super Nintendo version and the Genesis totally version. Totally different That's games. right. They were, yeah, they were designed differently. There was almost nothing in common besides they both had Aladdin, so you move from side to side, common platforms, and in, Gen- in the Genesis game, he collected apples. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the main game he, mechanic in like Super Nintendo. Nintendo. But you couldn't
0: throw them like you could in Super Nintendo.
2: Yeah, no, he just collected them, and he used his acrobatics to avoid enemies.
1: But he also had a sword all the time.
2: He had a sword. I don't remember if he used a sword or not. It was The gameplay
0: was very... I think he did, and that's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about, because to me, a traditional side-scroller does not have weapons, hmm. other than your feet. Interesting. What do you guys think about that? Or, in the case of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is my favorite platformer. I mean, his hair is a weapon there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's true. Do you guys think that that destroys a side-scroller?
2: Like, to me, it depends. If you have to stop to do it, then it's not doing a side-scroller job as well as it could. I there, agree. there are plenty of games where it was designed for you to move quickly, maybe not as quickly as possible, but quickly and attack in kind, as opposed to, like, say a beat-em-up like Double Dragon, where you're technically side-scrolling to the right, but you have to stop on each screen and fight a bunch of enemies to proceed. And something assigned to Hedgehog, you're only limited by the speed that you can maintain while maintaining control and the precision that you can use to attack enemies while you're moving. And they kind of, um, and like something else like Aladdin, like the Genesis version, he had the sword. Mm -hmm. You kind of run and attack with the sword and keep moving. But it was also not about running as fast as possible, but keeping in motion. Like there were very few finished auto-scrolling screens, um, stages I can remember which it's another topic we can broach.
1: Auto-scroll, exactly.
2: Auto-scrollers.
0: Auto-scrollers. <laughs> as, as a whole genre? No, whole, as a, just as, 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 as parts, parts
2: of side-scrollers. Like, to me, that kind of cements the game as a side-scrolling platformer if there's an auto-scroll level.
1: <laughs> Did Sonic like ever have... Like an ever... Aladdin with the, with the magic carpet. Yeah, got it. Well, was there ever auto-scrollers in Sonic? Because that seems antithetical.
2: Some of the boss fights were auto-scrollers. Okay. And it was much slower than Sonic could run, which in some ways limited it, but some ways...
1: Like Encourage the gameplay,
2: yeah, because you had you had the leeway to move as fast as you needed to with Sonic, but you only you were moving forward at a snail's pace. Um, it was something we some we get into more a little bit later, but it was they
0: weren't available and they were not ideal. <laughs> so what would something like
1: like Demon's Crest be? Because you do technically move to the right. See, Demon's Crest, I almost see like an action RPG. Because yeah. you're going through that game, you're upgrading your abilities, and uh, you have the different forms in that game. That game's awesome, by the way. So good.
0: Uh, I bring it up, I'm gonna bring it up in every
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't think it destroys the game at all. Like, it, it's not a pure platformer. I mean, he flies a lot in that game. And as you change your forms, you fly more and more, or less. You, the rock form doesn't fly at all. If That's I remember true. That correctly. Uh, he does
0: a little charge move.
1: Yeah, so I think there's a lot of leeway. Like, there's a lot of different types of games you can have in a side-scrolling genre. Uh, and these, I think we, we're talking about platformers today, but I wouldn't call that a platformer, for sure. That's more of, like, a, a, an action RPG.
0: I think, for me, if I have to let go of whatever the run button is, so, like, I think in Mario, if you hold Y, and to the right, you run faster. If I ever have to stop holding both of those down. To me, it's not a side-scroller. <laughs> I should always be able to move to the right as fast as possible. So, so like, which games are you do you have in mind as far as a side-scroller? So, for me, the only game that I remember de- kind of defeating that and pushing that exact style of side-scroller to the next level that I remember is Sonic the Hedgehog. And really, probably Sonic 2 is when I really noticed it. Sonic 1 was fast. Sonic 2 was lightning. Like, some of those levels... The, like, your your TV would start breaking down. The computer couldn't handle it. That was something I had never seen before. I loved how unfiltered the speed was on that game. You could go so fast that you just died. Like, there was nothing in place to stop you from killing yourself if you blast wanted. Blast processing.
1: Yeah, blast processing.
0: Tell me about blast processing.
1: <laughs> blast processing was a marketing or, buzzword Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, that Sega was using to sell Genesis. They were like, this is something that no one else has, and it's completely made up. Well, There's what Sega does, Nintendo don't. right. They just completely made up this technical seeming (laughs) term that had no bearing on reality. It's not real. It's not real at all. Yeah. It's completely made up by marketing. (laughs) It's not real.
0: So Sonic 3D Blast wasn't referring to the Blast processing? Ironically, Sonic 3D Blast is an
2: isometric, like, platformer. The screen doesn't even scroll. It's not even a side scroller. Which was, I was the most disappointed ever. (laughs) (laughs) Playing Sonic 3D Blast. I hadn't seen any coverage in the video game magazines. I just saw the game was coming out. I needed it. I went to Funko Lane and traded a bunch of games and, oh, for Sonic no. 3D Blast, <laughs> and while I liked the game, it was not a Sonic game. It felt like Marble Madness right. with Sonic.
0: That's right. It's not a Sonic game. And honestly, there hasn't been a Sonic game really since that last one on Genesis. Whoa. Now, I know there's the new ones.
2: Well, well I was going to say, like, side-scrolling there hasn't, but there's the Sonic sections at Sonic Adventure 2 have that same sense of speed. The only difference is you're moving forward into the screen, so... And it's on the, uh, the, on the original Dreamcast, you had a very low amount of RAM. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't actually see what was coming up always because they were loaded <laughs> as you ran. But um, Sonic Adventure 2, the Sonic stages in particular, they translate that sensor speed to 3D realm, like, masterfully.
1: Now, with these games, I always saw that as a big detriment because you didn't really... I, didn't, I mean, I didn't play the Sonic games. I was a Super Nintendo kid at the time, and, you know, it was a very hard party line back in the day. <laughs> it was. Uh, but... I went back and played, you know, I haven't played them extensively, but playing these games now, I'm like, oh, you memorize the stage to go fast, and if you haven't memorized the stage, you get hit you by the and stop. You go fast, yeah, mm-hmm. And so, like, it's rote memorization to go through, and then once you do that, it's fun. But before that, you're stopping and starting a lot.
2: Well, because the experience I had playing the Sonic games, now, Sonic 1 is kind of like that. Yes. In stage, only because they, and they were just testing the waters. Now, starting with Sonic 2, and epitomized, like you said, with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic... Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. The stages were very complex, but you could also speed run them. Okay. By finding, you could memorize the path or find the path as you are going. You just blaze. So it was confusing. But there were also the- lots of switchbacks. or lots of hidden paths you can take. Yeah. Which, while you're still moving as fast as you can, they're not the obvious path.
1: Yeah, I was always confused by that, though, in those games because... The game seems to want you to go fast, but then there's all this exploration. And exploration and speed don't really seem to mix. Yeah,
2: they wanted to mm-hmm. they wanted to show off the blast processing right. by having you be able to do that, be able to run so fast you outpace the screen, and you die because you've been scrolled off See, the so screen. So you could play this game and two different, different ways. Yeah. And, and I, viable. yeah, and I always played them, depending on my mood, and depending on how complete I wanted to beat the game, I would explore for one of all the Chaos Emeralds and all the bonus stages. But you wanted, have to have, yeah. It. And if I and then when I would try to test my prowess and my memory, you know, of how good I got and how, you know, good my twitch response was, I'd just try to breeze through it. Especially Sonic Three, some of the stages were designed to destroy you unless you were perfect, you know, perfectly making these jumps.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Where if you went slow and took your time, you can pass them without too much danger. But then you're not
0: Sonic; he's got to go fast. Well, and as soon as you get those red boots in the original one. And you immediately die. Like, you realize just how fast of a game this is. Question for you. Because I feel like I feel like both of you guys were better at games than I was. Certainly in some aspects, for sure, I know that. Were you ever able to successfully navigate an entire level with those red boots? And get to the end? Because I had always heard it's possible. That if there's red boots in the level, you can finish it. Oh,
2: you mean while it was still in effect? Because yes. they were time limited. I've never... I've never tried to beat them with the effects still on, but I've definitely picked them up and controlled Sonic through it. Like, oh, it's, it's just a matter, like, if you try to go as fast as possible, you're almost destined to fail because the game is set up to have you, like you said, either memorize the stages so you know exactly where to jump or to learn to, like, at, with split-second timing, avoid obstacles, avoid enemies, thread enemies and spikes sometimes, especially some of those spike traps. You had to just like that it was quick mm-hmm. and the boost just made you that much quicker so it was kind of a speed trap in a way
0: and you know what to kind of to your point earlier about uh, exploration and whatnot uh and you said prowess i thought you were going to say prower, prower. <laughs> yeah. prowess, prowess. Prowess. Yeah. smart guys that they are at sega they in the third game they gave you a character that could go as fast as sonic or fly and go to all sorts of new exploration levels and that just It's such a deep game. Like, those games are so deep, and the fact that a friend could control Tails and pick you up and fly you to different locations, that was such a, like, a game changer for me. Like, Luigi never jumped in and really helped you out until much, much later. This is true. So, side-scrolling in the past, to me, I think Sonic is really, is probably the best one.
1: Well, there's a game, have you heard of Freedom Planet? No. It's a newer game. It's an indie game. Oh, yeah. I played that a little um, bit. It's pretty great. It's kind of the spiritual successor to old Sonic. Uh, it, really? Yes. It's a 2D side-scroller, super fast um, kind of anime characters, you know, animal characters running through Sonic-esque stages. It's long. It's great. It's really good. Is, I think that, is might... it based on the Freedom Fighters? Like the... No. No. no it, it's, it's this whole new, new, like, new in, property. A new
2: indie IP and everything.
1: And uh, they, they're actually, it did so well, they're making a sequel that's coming out. Um, it's It's... Quite good, I think you'd like it. How do I get this? It's, it's on, on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. Steam. Um, but I think they also had it on some console. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, it's definitely on Steam. And I also know
0: what's pretty exciting is Sega heard us and are releasing Sonic, Sonic Mania. Sonic yeah. Do you know anything about that?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's by Sonic fans and people that have modded Sonic games before. Um, and I don't think... The original Sonic team has been defunct for years, the ones that made Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are a bunch of Sonic diehard fans and speedrunners that have made these stages and they put a lot of love in, and care into making it just like a Sonic game. Like, if it was a true Sonic 4. Because Sonic 4, that came out a couple years ago for the more modern consoles and cell phones.
0: <laughs>
1: ten years ago, damn. The, it was,
2: the physics were wrong, the stage was set up incorrectly. It wasn't even the fact that it wasn't set up for you to just, in the ideal path, take it as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. It was set up as if someone who had never played a Sonic game at all thought, this is how you make a platformer. And um, the way he jumped, the way he moved, the the way he skidded to a stop when you change direction was all wrong. Even the way that he traveled downhill was, it just felt wrong and people didn't like it because it felt like an imposter. This was not the Sonic you grew up with. It's not the Sonic that you loved. So the Sonic Mania is made by somebody who has loved those Sonic games so much that they've made their own versions of levels, where they play it so much that they can beat stages, find glitches, and beat them in three seconds, in ten seconds.
1: So it's being released as, like, an actual game?
2: Yeah, so it's an actual game. Um, it builds off of the fact that Sonic... Sega's been trying to make a Sonic game in the vein of the old Sonic games for 20 well, years now yeah. and, and failing. So <laughs> now they said, let's go, let's go to the fans who are, the, who are much more versed at this game than we are, you know, current Sonic you know, um, current Sega executives, and they've taken the game and made a uh, Sonic platformer's dream.
1: It's uh, funny. It's, I feel like you could do a whole show on Sonic because, like, yeah, the the fact that the that Sega has been like people love Sonic back in the day, but no one they've never been able to nail that since Sonic Three, arguably, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's a divergence when strange. 3D happened, and then they've never been able to go back. And, Like, people still go, they get nostalgic for Sonic Adventure. And they're like, we well, they've never captured Sonic Adventure. And other people go, oh, that was garbage. They never captured <laughs> Sonic 3. That's right. Yeah. And, like, and I don't
2: know if Yuji Naka just got tired of it because he, he went on to make Dreams on um, Saturday. Oh, my and God. And they came out. So I don't know if he, I don't know how much involvement he Nights had. Nights into Dreams. Yeah, Knights right? yeah. into Dreams. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I don't know how much time he had, how much input he had in the side scrollers. He definitely didn't have any in Sonic 4. Yeah. Quote, unquote. I refuse to call it that because... <laughs> Wow. (laughs) It's Sonic 4 with an asterisk. So Sonic Mania is like Sonic 4. Should have been. Should have been, exactly.
0: Um, So you guys were just talking about um, making Sonic games and people who absolutely love them doing that. Nintendo released a game where you could do just that, Mario Maker. Do you yes. guys have any experience
1: with that? I played yeah. hundreds of hours of Mario Maker.
0: We need to hear about it.
1: Mario Maker's incredible. It's one of the best things ever made. And uh, it's on the Wii U, which very few people had. Mm. I'm one of the few. I love it. It's actually actually released to the 3DS. Uh, Recently, last yeah. year, uh, But the Wii U version's great. Uh, because you get to make your own Mario levels, which is something I always dreamed of. And I know I'm not alone when... I used to take graph paper and draw Mario levels out. Oh yeah, me too. Like in math class and pretend (laughs) that I could play them. You know, and you're just like, this is what I would do. And now this game lets you do it. And it's quicker than drawing on graph paper. You just throw it in. It's amazing how fun they made it to just design stuff. What
0: can you do? Like, what... what, what, So you get to choose, like... I'm, like, looking for the Yeah! (laughs) You get to
1: choose uh, the elements. you would be like, all right, I want ground, and you just draw the ground, and then you pick... uh, I want uh, question blocks. You just put question blocks here and there. I want these items in those question blocks. And I want a pipe, and this pipe's gonna go to this other level, and this level's gonna take me... Like, you can get pretty complicated with it.
2: Yeah, to add Um, a pipe's is one of the first updates where you could have a subzone, like, in... um, World 1-2, in original Mario Brothers, where you walk to a pipe and you're just in a whole different... You're underground cavern zone. Music changes and everything. And you could do that with a ground stage, and I think you might have a, a sky stage you yeah, could transition to as well. Yeah, there's six different
1: stages. Six different, yeah. There's the ground... So you could go between these different themes, like overworld, underworld, uh, the, yeah, in the sky, underwater. But then uh, there's a ghost house as well. Ghost house and Bowser Castle. Bowser Castle. Those are the six. Yeah. But then you can switch the style between four different Mario games. So you could play it. So it's a Mario One, Mario Three, Mario World, or uh, the new Super Mario Brothers. Style. All in the same. It's all in the same game. So you could take the same level and switch the theme, in the, the push of a button. Yeah,
2: and, and, and it would change the physics. It would update. The, change the
1: physics. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because because the Mario games had different physics um, between the different versions. Mm-hmm. So like with the new Super Mario Brothers, you had you also. Um, you
1: had a spin jump. Yeah, the spin
2: jump as well, which wasn't available. Super Mario World, you had the their style spin jump. Yeah. Um, where you could bounce on, one like spikes and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and certain enemies without dying. And then in Super Mario Three,
1: well, you had things like the the um, the raccoon suit, which didn't exist in the other games. Yeah. Uh, the just the P level uh, when you ran and uh, you kind of got that maximum velocity where you could. Yeah, fly up. you had
2: the pee when you could fly, or if you had a raccoon suit.
1: So you could design an entire level and then say, ah, I want it to be Mario Three level layer," and then it would just happen. Yeah. Can I play
0: as say? like, the original Mario from Mario Brothers and get an item that's specific to another game and have it actually work? Some of them.
1: So they ported over, uh, like, Curbo shoe. Uh, you could be in any... That's when you would jump on a, a, um, a Goomba when he had the shoe, and you could have that. They put that in all the games. That's a big
0: green boot. That's yeah. a big
1: green boot. That's right. Uh, they, they ported all the enemies over to the old style. Like, Thwomps were not in the first game, but they put them in this game. Uh, a lot of the stuff moved over. Yeah. Wumps were not in the first game. Wumps made their appearance in Mario 3. That was their first time. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were in the first one.
1: Nope. Uh, another big uh, booze. Booze did not exist until the third game. They're in the first one. Holy
0: m- <laughs> My world just, like, exploded. I like that this is the show where pretty much these guys reveal something that just blows my mind. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so th- they they ported like they. It's cool to see all this stuff they put into like the old eight bit style. They had things yeah. like uh, Wigglers, which were the caterpillar enemies from Mario World. Mm-hmm. They ported that to Mario Three, to Mario One. So oh, that's cool. So you can pull all that. Uh, it's it's all of them. Are all of the items in it, even the weird ones? No, and that's one of the points of contention people got yeah. mad about. There was
2: no unless uh, they updated it. At, by the time I stopped playing, there was no Hammer Brothers suit, no which Hammer was my Brothers favorite suit. power up from Mario Brothers. No 3. frog
1: suit. Uh, no Tanuki suit. Uh, but they no did. tanuki suit. No, suit. no tanuki suit. Just uh, the raccoon ears straight up. Wow. But you had the fire flower and all of them. Um, and uh, th- there were a couple. Is the pee balloon? No, they did not have the pee balloon. Come
0: on, Nintendo. <laughs> give us the pee balloon. Yeah,
2: there's no way to recreate the star, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the star World, World levels of Super Mario World. Yeah, you couldn't do Tubular or Gnarly or yeah. any of those, unfortunately. Uh,
1: but so Mario Maker, you get to play with all that fun stuff. And then, on top of that, not only are you making these levels, playing pre-built levels, the internet part. Uh,
2: you can share them so on the internet with other users of Super Mario Maker. So you and put it
1: up, and it gets rated. It's like uh, that, that feedback you get from social media posts, but sure. with your levels. So you make a level, and you see people who have played it, and it shows you where they all died in the level. So you can kind of use that feedback for your future yeah, levels. Yeah, tweak it if you right. like.
2: <laughs> or, or to make your future levels even harder. And if you want to be masochistic, you could.
0: The souls of your enemies are what fuels you in this game. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, my level killed you. yep. And I feel good. I gotta play this game.
1: So, and one of the best things about it was, as people went through it, Nintendo would internally rate if it was an easy, medium, hard, or very hard level, just judging by the attempts per death. So then, you can just say, there's this thing called the 100 Mario Challenge, where they give you 100 one-ups. They're like, alright, you have 100 lives. We're gonna throw you at 10 stages that we pick from hard or very hard. Like, you get to choose. And they're randomly picked from people on the internet. So you are just thrown into these stages and you're bashing your head against some of them. It's amazing. Very cool. I mean, platformers,
0: I think that's the beauty of the platformer. For as simple as they appear, there's a lot to them. Like, even just putting things in certain different areas changes a game entirely. And I think that's why I love them so much, you know. They're all different. Like, you remember Mario, I remember when Mario All-Stars came out. And the lost levels was given to us for the first time. Yes, it should be the same, but it's a completely different experience than the original Mario Brothers. Did they just tweak? You can't it remember things? anything. <laughs> yes. Stuff is just a little different. It's just a little harder, and it totally changes the experience. I remember how
1: shafted I felt in that game where you got a warp zone. Wait, <laughs> I found a secret. There's a warp zone, and you go there, and it sends you back. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm in level five. I found a warp zone. The pipe <laughs> takes me to world two. Oh, my
0: God. And it, these were tough times, kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. there was no save states. No.
1: This was brutality. And this was a re-release. It was kinder and gentler. Like, you, there were continues in that game. <laughs> That's right. Like, it was worse before we got it. Oh, God. Lost levels. <laughs> well, I guess the main
0: question is, what platform are you going to have up there? Will you ever get Mario Maker up there?
1: Maybe one day, like right now, we're trying to stick with arcade games yeah. uh, that you're playing with a joystick and buttons. Um, but, you know, down the road, why not? Yeah, is
0: there an arcade side-scroller?
1: There's a couple of them.
2: Like side-scrolling platformer? Yeah. I'd have to think because there were a few that were probably ported to Genesis and Super Nintendo from the arcade. They had to have been, but most of them were like beat-em-ups.
1: Yeah, I think the problem with side-scrollers for arcades is that arcades won at your quarters and if you got really good at a platformer you could beat it without dying that's not good for an arcade you could definitely (laughs) but the
2: closest i can think of maybe is like bonk because bonk is definitely in the arcade because i've played in the arcade before yeah so it's
1: different though yeah it's It's kind of more of like adventure island whereas there's a timer that ticks down um yeah adventure island was kind of an arcadey side scroller yeah uh where i didn't realize you could trip and die trip and die (laughs) and you had to eat fruit to increase the timer and the timer is basically what you're fighting against the entire game. Boy, I would
0: kill for an update of that game. <laughs> With like the, the different cards, gave you different dinosaurs to ride on and whatnot. That'd be cool. Do you remember the RPG? Wasn't there like a Super Adventure Island 2? I don't know. Where you got an armor RPG. and stuff? I, I, I don't know about it. Jared. That'd be interesting. <laughs>
2: yeah. If there is, post in the comments. We can take a look at that. Yeah, down. there you go.
0: <laughs> Steve, any final words on, uh, on platformers? Any, any specific platforming memories, like specific
1: parts? Yes.
2: Any that come to mind? Well, what I'm thinking is the first time I beat, the first time I played Sonic and Knuckles, uh, which should have been probably called Sonic 4. <laughs> Again, I'm very upset at that game, it was garbage. <laughs> um, Sonic and Knuckles, first time I played it, I played it the, the entire afternoon. I had it from the um, video store. Again, it was a place you can get games from and videos, who knew? <laughs> and I m- ended up mastering it to the point where I started over the next morning, beat it in one life, all the way through to the end.
1: Good God, With man. all the Chaos
2: Emeralds, it was probably the best game experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Were
0: you plugged into the other cartridge? No, so no, it, no, it was, it was, the it was just the
2: original game, Sonic & Knuckles. So I'm playing the, the fourth version where you have the, the, the desert zone and you fight Dr. Robotnik, he's never Eggman, for Robotnik at the end, <laughs> where he's just in a big mech suit that shoots a giant laser he charges at you and you have to jump with split second precision over the laser before he fires it, you have to jump. Or else you get hit by it, that's how quick it is. Ooh, okay. And that's one of those forced auto auto-scrolling stages and it's very slow, but I remember the music from it vividly. And I just remember after you beat it, if you have all the Chaos Emeralds you get to turn to supersonic and then you fight him.
0: Can you hum the music? I can, but I
2: won't. But it's very iconic music, and I guess you're gonna plug it in right there. I hear it now. Oh,
1: I got
0: you. I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: He did it anyway. He said he wasn't gonna, but he did.
0: It was playing over the top, too. Maybe we auto tune that. Yeah, but
2: please auto-tune
0: it, I was terrible at that. I thought it was right on, though. I definitely heard it. I'm very tone deaf. Chris, how about yourself, as far as platform memories?
1: Uh, I mean, a lot of mine are Mario, which is really, you know, it's it, it's rote at this point. But, like, I remember Mario 2. I really remember being so excited for that game. And I actually played it first in a Pizza Hut. They had the Play Choice 10, where you would play oh, nice. it with a joystick and buttons. Like I was just saying, we shouldn't do. Maybe we should do that. Uh, but I, I remember just, like, being so excited about Mario 2. More Mario mm-hmm. and how weird it was. But I remember trying to get through levels before the timer ran out, and I was trying to get to like the third level, and I just wanna see what it looks like, running as fast as I could, before my quarter time ran out, and I had to go home. Um, just remember, every pixel of that game felt like candy to me, like it, it nice. felt delicious. That's amazing.
0: For me, it was actually, it was in Sonic 2, when I, the first time I saw Super Sonic, and, and just felt the power in my hands, I have to admit to everyone at home, I cheated, I did do the sound test
1: oh, okay.
0: where you unlock debug mode and then you can activate it, where you could also play as any enemy, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But it's a good memory of, of just like, oh my god, you can make this do whatever you want. There's this menu where I can just play as the little purple dinosaur, you're stuck in one location, but you could be that. But I just remember the first time getting those 50 rings, jumping and hitting it again, and immediately it starts ripping off Dragon Ball Z as he goes <laughs> Super Saiyan.
2: <laughs> he gets green eyes. I got be like thinking. I'm trying to remember when.
1: Super by the time,
2: time Goku went Super Saiyan, it was like the early '90s. But I don't know if it predated it Sonic had to predate. 2 or not. There's no it, way. That Sonic had the 2 was same like Sonic 2 was color. like '92, and Dragon Ball manga had been had started in the early '80s. I don't know when Z started in the manga exactly. It might have been 89. It, but he didn't go Super Saiyan at the beginning. You're right. So,
1: I, I, Are you saying that Super Sonic influenced <laughs> Super Saiyan? Like Akira Toriyama ripped off of Sonic 2? Because I don't think that's I'm possible. I'm thinking it could be possible.
2: <laughs> I'll have, I have to we'll do some fact checking into light. that. Let yeah, us right. know in the
0: comments. You definitely no know.
2: <laughs> His childhood would be shattered if that was the case. This
0: is just impossible. Do us a favor and go out and play a platformer. Let us know what we should play. What are your favorite platformers? Again, we do this show to start a sense of community here in this area where if you're a gamer, there are people to talk to about it and we would love to hear more about it. We'd love for you to come in and visit these guys, buy their ice cream and chat more about video games. And if you see me on the street, just yell something and I promise you I'll respond (laughs) if it's something game related. But uh, thank you very much for joining us on another episode of Tubby Talk. Please let us know what kind of episodes you want us to, to film. I mean, we're probably going to go through different types of game genres. So, why don't you tell us which game genre should be next? Sounds good. Any final thoughts, boys,
1: for the people at home? I can't wait to get home and uh, play some SAS rollers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chillin' dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs>